Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Just for the day I won't pick up, just for the day I don't give up, just for the day I won't pick up, and God I trust I won't pick up, just for the day I won't pick up, just for the day in God I trust, just for the day I won't pick up, and God I trust I don't give up. Yeah, you can go and tell the weed man, he ain't got nothing that I need man, I ride by that ABC store saying hey, you won't be seeing me no more, yeah, you can go and tell the trap boy, yo, it's a rap boy. You are not welcoming me, Gaza. You ain't got nothing for me, nada. No matter how hard life hits, I know where my life is. Yo. No matter how hard the crisis, yo, I know who Christ is. Yo. No matter what I won't pick up. Yo. No matter what I won't pick up. No matter what I won't pick up. Yeah. No matter what I won't pick up. Just for the day No matter what I won't pick up All right, all right Welcome listeners to the Recovery Just for Today show We're live on We Inspire Network Win Radio I'm your host Lloyd B With my uh, co-host and father Lloyd Sr. We Come on every Monday at 8 p.m. And this is the show that's dedicated to those in recovery, the still suffering addict. And we also are a resource to the family members and loved ones of those who are struggling with addiction. Um, This is the show where we share our experience, strength, and hope each night. And, um, Normally, uh, my father and I, you know, we host the show together and, um, you know, we try to just share what, um, share our experiences and hope, um, hoping that someone will be able to, uh, hear something that could possibly save their lives. Um, each show we begin with a moment of silence for the still suffering addict and for the addict that may have died in active addiction, and also the family member of the still suffering addict, followed by the serenity prayer. So if you would, please uh, take a moment, and uh, we would appreciate if you would join us in a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer. Serenity prayer. God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things that we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. And um, as I said before, this is um, the show that uh, is 
uh, dedicated to those who are in recovery. And, um, you know, one of the things that we, 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 uh, we try to do each uh, season is to uh, try to have shows that are dedicated to both the person who may be struggling, the person in recovery, yeah, as well as, as well as the, uh, as well as the person uh, who may be uh, a family member or a uh, loved one of the person in the in addiction. So um, we have a good show for you tonight. Uh, actually, this is the season finale. So um, you know, I, I just uh, I'm excited about that. You know, you you tuned in. Uh, to the to the actual season finale, so we are um, celebrating. You know, we we want to celebrate, and we're grateful. You know, and um, grateful for this uh, this second season that we have uh, we're concluding. And um, you know, if you if you want to, uh, matter of fact, let me let me uh, let me let um, my father uh, co-host. Uh, would you like to greet the audience? Lloyd Senior. Yes, yes, I'm here. I'm here. Um, good evening, audience. Um, once again, as all, as always, I'm delighted to be able to come to you uh, in this forum to uh, to discuss um, what we feel is a very uh, very important issue: the issue of substance abuse. And tonight, um, we have a uh, special guest. Um, uh, with us, I'm delighted to let you know, Lloyd, that um, I have uh, my better half here with me, and she is the person that you re- that that she's the person who brought you into this world. So, so she's so she's here with us too, and uh, maybe she wanted to just say hello to their audience uh, as well. Okay. Well, hello, audience, and I'm just glad to be here to try and share and talk to you guys tonight. We we are definitely uh, grateful for the uh, the, the guest uh, and, and you know he kind of uh, Lloyd Senior kind of jumped ahead on me a little bit but uh, you know what I'm saying I'm sorry you <laughs> know what I mean. it's especially when, especially when we don't talk to one another before, before the show. Hey, look. <laughs> but look okay but look guys look listen guys listen guys. <laughs> You know, we, we, we love to have fun, and, and you know we're going to have fun because this is, like I said, the, this is the season finale. And um, that's right. You heard us correct. This is season two. We're concluding season two. And wow. um, not only are we grateful for two successful seasons, but we are thankful and excited to conclude this season joined by two, not one, but two of the most important, impactful people in our lives. That's right. My father's wife and my mother, Joyce B., as well as my wife and mother of my children, Minister Annie oh. B. So, you know, yeah. Minister Annie, <laughs> Minister Annie B., would you like to, would you like to also uh, uh, say hello to the uh, audience? Yes, yes. Good evening. Thank you again so much for allowing me to be a part of the program this evening. Yes, and uh, well, we'd like to welcome both both of you ladies. Um, you know, like I said, you know, these are two of the most important and impactful uh, people in our lives. 
our wives, and like my father said, you know, um, my mother, uh, and as well as my wife. And uh, so, welcome to the show, ladies. Um, and tonight's show, the title of tonight's show is Get Help Fam. Fam, fam, of course, is short for family. So, you know, Get Help Family or Get Help Fam, you know. Um, and the topic is how addiction can wreak havoc on the family and why family members need support as well. And, um, you know, so that's what we're going to kind of be discussing because, like I said before, you know, we, we like to try to, um, to uh, throughout the season, we try to be a resource for family members as well as the, the, um, the, the people who are in recovery as well as those who are um, struggling at the time, at this moment with addiction, you know, because, and, and, and I'm, and I'm going to make this statement and I'm going to ask you guys if y'all, if, if you guys agree. You know, uh, and the reason why we do this is because addiction is a uh, is an, is a, a condition that affects the entire family. You know, so would would you would you all agree with that? Uh, let me let me let me um, pose that question to uh, Minister Annie B. and then pass it on to um, uh, 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 Joyce B. Yes, definitely. I would agree with that statement. It's like throwing a pebble into the water, the still water. It 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 webs out, and it does impact each person in the family dynamic, and it also impacts the each person differently. So it is very important. This topic is very important to discuss simply because of that and um, how to lessen the negative impact and pull on a greater impact of the, the positive impact out of it so that uh, each person can learn how to cope uh, within the family dynamic until they are gone. The other part of it as well is even those who have moved on, like children who grow up and move out of the family, that uh, web or that that um, ripple in the water it will uh, impact their own lives with their own family. So again, I have to say I definitely agree. How about how about you, Joyce B. Mother? mother? <laughs> yes, yes, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, you know, with, with both of what you both said. Um, that is so true. Uh, we think uh, that, you know, at first we think that it's just, you know, the, the person that has the addiction. Actually, it affects each and every person in the whole family. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Uh, Lloyd, uh, Lloyd Sr., what did you have, have to say about that? Well, uh, what you, what the two guests said, uh, it's uh, where they hit the nail on the head. Um, it uh, uh, addiction set, uh, affects the whole family. You know, um, I was sitting, sitting there thinking. Um, my my personal experience is that um, I think the effect that my drinking 
and using head on your mother was 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 one of when I look back was one of the primary reasons um that that I that I got help, that I finally, you know, came to my senses and, and wanted to clean myself up because um I saw that uh the effect that it was having on her, you know. And um and, and to real to uh, uh to be real tonight, um you know, I do feel ashamed even in, uh, even to, uh, until this moment that, that I'm talking that, you know, how, how you know, how, how I put her through uh, uh, what she went through, making, you know, making excuses for, you know, for, so I could continue my, you know, foolish, my madness, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, uh that's what that's what that's what happens to a person who gets in the role of enabling a person uh to to you know to actively use and whatnot you know they uh you know they you know they make phone calls for them and you know that and and they do they you know pay bills and you know and stuff like that and all kinds of stuff they do you know and uh so yeah when I look back today you know um uh this type of form that you, this subject is be having tonight. Hopefully, we will we will we will we will talk about something that will um, help um, some addicted person to listen to, uh, and some person who who is the in the enabling role to hear something, you know, to try to go and get help. I hope that makes sense to y'all. It does, and you know, and I and I too agree with. You know that statement because, and kind of uh, also what Annie was speaking on. She touched on, you know, how not only it affects the family immediately. You know, because say for instance, you know, uh, you got someone listening today who is in caught up in active addiction, and say you have a family, and you know, your wife and your children or your loved ones, those in your immediate circle, your immediate family, are getting the effects of or feeling the effects of that ripple that Annie was speaking about about immediately. That's your immediate family. They they feel that immediately. You know, th- those are those people who are right close to you, close to the eye of the storm, if you will. So, you know, they feel it immediately, you know. Um, but also, like Annie said, the ripples continue generationally. This is this is why it's important for us to talk about this today because hopefully we can break some cycles because, you know, what happens is, you know, we don't talk about it, people don't get help, and it continues to trickle down and trickle down and trickle down and continues to be a problem from generation to generation to generation, you know. Um, and, you know, hopefully, you know, one of the reasons I – I'm so grateful that, that we're in our second season, you know, and God has blessed us to be able to be in our second season is because, like I said, you, you have two generations here who are trying to break the cycle, you know, two generations here who have known the effects of, you know, drugs and alcohol, you know, addiction and alcoholism. We know the effects of it, the negative effects of it. We know how it impacts our family in a negative way. We know the vicious cycle. So that's why we come and we try to share our experience, strength, and hope, hoping to break that cycle because we know that it is something that 
that can ripple into generations. You know, you're li- you're actually listening to it. You know, as you listen listen to this radio station, because like my father said, and I'm sure my mother will probably share a little bit too about how you know um, alcoholism did her. You know, uh, in her youth, you know, what I'm saying um, not not by way of using drugs and alcohol herself, but by her parents, you know, and you know, and then you know, and then she saw it in you know in in our home through my father, and then I saw it in my home through my father, and then you know, and so you know, uh, you know that that cycle could continue to go, you know, by the grace of God, I'm not. I'm, I've been sober. My children and my wife haven't seen or experienced that, you know, uh, you know. But you know, you know, some people may be uh, in that third and fourth generation of that uh, uh, addiction uh, plaguing uh, your family. So that's why it's important that we have this conversation. But what we're going to do is we're going to come back after our um, break and we'll pick up where we uh, where we left off. Uh, so if you would just uh, stay tuned. And we will be uh, right back after our commercials. And uh, once again, we thank you all for uh, for tuning in. And stay tuned. Hello, my name is Minister Lloyd Bell Jr., CEO of We Inspire Network Radio. God bless you, and I am Minister Annie Bell, the COO of We Inspire Network Radio. We had you, our listeners, in mind when we created We Inspire Network Radio, or as we like to call it, Win Radio. We incorporated your thoughts and opinions to ensure that our programming will embody true inspiration. And we will continue to bring relevant and heartfelt shows that cater to the needs and wants of our growing listener base. Please, subscribe to our network so that you can stay connected. Join us here every week where together, through God, we win. Sadly, today, most of us know at least one person that suffers from addiction or substance abuse. Addiction does not discriminate. No age, gender, race, or classes of people are immune to the horrors of addiction. This epidemic has ruined families, claimed lives, and left loved ones devastated. Over 100 people die from overdoses daily, and over 20 million Americans suffer from some form of addiction. For this reason, author Lloyd H. Bell Jr. has written the book Clean and Serene, The author is an addictions counselor and recovering addict of over 13 years. He knows and has first-hand experience of being caught in the grips of addiction. Clean and Serene provides experience, strength, and hope for the still-suffering addict. It can also be used as a tool in recovery. Whether it is used in a group setting or individually, this book was written to assist in the recovery process and encourage integrating inspirational, encouraging, and challenging scriptures the author has provided, a resource that is sure to change lives. If you or someone you know is battling with addiction, this book is for you. If you are in recovery, this is a great resource to add to your toolbox. If you are a group leader or addictions counselor, this is an awesome book for group therapy. Clean and serene. Scriptural Meditations for Recovery is available nationwide in both ebook and print. 
Get your copy or a copy for some you know today from Amazon or Barnes & Noble Bookstore. For less than $10, you can potentially change the life of someone currently paying the high cost of living with an addiction. Just for today's show And we are Definitely celebrating We are celebrating recovery We are celebrating the fact That uh, we have uh, This is the season finale And this is season two So we are celebrating uh, A second Season of the Recovery just for today's show Hosted by myself Lloyd B and my co-host And father Lloyd Sr. And we uh, come to you live Mondays at 8 p.m. on the Win um, on our radio network. So we are just grateful today uh, to be able to come to you on this platform. We have two um, extraordinary guests tonight, uh, Minister Annie B. as well as uh, Joyce B., the, uh, who happen to be uh, our uh, lovely wives and uh, we uh, we are just ecstatic tonight, and we've been talking about the um, the topic of uh, how addiction can wreak havoc on the family, and why family members need support as well. And before you know the break, we were actually talking about um, you know not only can addiction wreak havoc on your family immediately. Um, as far as in the present, but it could also uh, impact your family in a negative way uh, for generations and generations. Um, did anybody want to touch on that before we moved on to the next question? No? Okay. Yes. So what, this, somebody said yes? Yes. Um, this okay. is Joyce B. Um that that is so true that um you know in a, uh, having a family member uh that's actively using you know it it really does affect um the whole family as i said that before and um many times you know we we don't know what to do we we want to help we want to we don't know what to do, um, but um, I found that um, one of the greatest or supports that I was able to um, get was when I uh, began to attend the Al-Anon uh, meetings. Uh, that's a great resource for helping uh, family members. Uh, it's a way of you know getting some support and helping you to to deal with. And you know, be able to um, uh, 
um, I don't know, really, you know, be able to cope uh, better, uh, with, you know, with the situation that you're in. Yeah. Yes, and I and I appreciate that, and um, you know, uh, yeah, that was one of that. the things. Yeah, that was one. That was definitely one of the things I was going to ask. Um, and you know, and another thing, you know, another thing uh, I wanted to ask too is, and maybe um, you know, uh, Minister Bell and and, uh, and uh, Joyce B, um, maybe you 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 two can help us with this one. Is um, what are some toxic or unhealthy ways loved ones respond or try to cope? Because, like you said, sometimes you know they don't know how. People don't know how to respond. People don't know how to cope. So they they respond in unhealthy ways, uh, or or something that becomes toxic. You know what 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 are some things that that you guys um, can uh, can share with people that may be uh, toxic or unhealthy ways uh, people uh, respond or cope to their uh, family member whose uh, behavior. Well, uh, this is um, Minister. Uh, what is it? I forgot what's my Annie what's my B. name on the show. <laughs> Annie B. There's <laughs> <laughs> cold names. I'm gonna just start saying wife. I'm gonna just start saying wifey and, and mommy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Now, um, as you know, a lot of people, I guess, don't know uh, the dynamic of our our relationship, but. Uh, I did not come into the marriage uh, no, uh, with him in active addiction. So my situation was a little bit different, and I had no prior experience with anyone who was uh, an addict or in ad- an active addiction. And to even, you know, preface even the more, um, I have a very aggressive and no-nonsense, no-patience-type uh, personality. And so coming into the marriage, I understood that he was recovering. He was a recovering addict. So I thought, okay, in recovery, he's done. He's, he's, he, there's no, he's not in active addiction, so I don't have to really worry about it. But what happened was that even though he was not using the substances, there were still behaviors of an addict that uh, rippled into our relationship. There were things that he would do that an addict would would do, uh, and so that was very. It became very dis, disruptive and destructive to our relationship until I had to really understand that just because he is not using the substances anymore doesn't mean that he doesn't have those some of the behaviors. He still has a process of being completely delivered, and um, but I was thinking once he had finished, that he was already delivered. So I had myself a delivered man. And that realization, when it was that untruth, when it slapped me in the face, and when I say slapped me in the face, I mean it slapped me in the face, that I was on the floor trying to figure out, you know, and you've seen those cartoons with the little swirly things swirling around the head going, wait a minute, I don't even understand. 
And so I think mm-hmm. one thing that's very important to communicate to someone who is going into a relationship uh, with a recovering addict is that the behaviors, some of the behaviors are there. And I'm just going to give a, a quick example, and I'm sorry if I'm uh, putting all our dirty laundry out there. Uh, well, hold on B. a minute. But <laughs> but one of the things that um, had happened, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to get we're trying to we're trying to make sure that people are delivered, right? We want healing, Talk right? And it, so Talk about uh, we, Talk we, about we all right, all right. So we when we got married, we had re- we had given each other um, wedding gifts, and they were um, quite expensive. It was Movado watches, his and hers, and you know, so it was matching. Um, one day, I found a while we were trading in our car, getting uh, getting a new car. I found a slip for a, a pawn shop, and I'm, I'm looking through the slip, and I'm thinking, "What is this?" And fifty dollars, Movado watch. And I looked over at my husband, and I, I tell you, he was driving. And if if, it, if my daughter wasn't in the car, I would probably would have slapped him through the window. And I'm not, you know, wow. I'm just talking there, but. I was so hurt that he would pawn our wedding gift for fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Did we need the money? No. He. We had plenty of money in the bank account. We were were doing well. There was no reason for him to pawn it. Um, Not Mm -hmm. only did he pawn it, but he forgot about it, and he Mm -hmm. never went back and got the the um the 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 Movado watch back and. Each of the Movados were $1,000 a piece. So for him wow. to pawn it for $50, and so every day, and even to this day, when I, when I put my watch on, I think about mm. that moment when I found that pawn slip. So um, one of, the, one of the, the don'ts is don't go into a relationship or a marriage with a recovering addict uh, without fully understanding the disease and how mm-hmm. far it webs into the person and um, and how long it actually takes to process it completely out. Just like the people who came out of Israel, um, you know, when they, when, they, when they exited out of Israel, they had to literally walk around the wilderness for 40 years because they had to get some of that stuff out of them. And even when times got hard, they wanted to, to, to go back and revert back mm. to what they knew. They were, they were saying, well, you should have left us in Egypt where we had, you know, all the food we wanted to eat. And, but they were in, you know, they were enslaved. And so that, I would say that would be a don't. Um, and another don't or another thing that could be toxic is um, those who might be inactive recover uh, inactive addiction to think that if you as a spouse or as a child say please stop you know do you see the destruction that th- that you think that they will stop um and that you think that the love that they have for you is enough to make them stop this is a disease it's like saying um don't you love me if you love me make that cancer go away well you can't there there's, there there are things that has to be done to get that cancer out of the body. So I hope I didn't take too much time, but that those are my two toxics. Well, that was that was really good. Um, I appreciate your honesty and and uh, 
you know. And I got some more stuff to, 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 to some more dirt. I'm just joking. Go ahead. No, no, I think that's enough for you tonight. Go ahead. <laughs> Which one of these but y'all give me a call and I'll tell y'all everything. Yeah, but you know, no, no, but you know, and and I'll say something on that in a little while. But I want to hear um from uh, mom to um come on, uh, Joyce B. What you have to say? Well, you know, I grew up in a household with both parents. Um, but you need to at that time, you know, when you're young, you don't really, you don't even know. But at that time, I didn't even know that alcoholism was a disease. I mean, you know, it's just so much that uh, family members need, you know, they need to learn and get to know what alcoholism is. You know, the main thing is to learn that it is a disease. Um before knowing that, you know, you know, you just think that the person is just, you know, they're just getting drunk and, you know, you, you just don't, you just really don't understand it. But um, growing up in a household with two parents that were alcoholics, uh, oh, I, I don't just know how to how to explain it or what to say, but I can tell you this that it made me decide that I did not want to be a drinker. And um and I just wanted to and I did not want my children to grow up, you know, in, in a household like what I had grew up in. And so that's why I, I just I just I I just felt like I needed to, you know, get myself educated you know, learn more about it, and then in turn, you know, help my children to learn more about about it, you know, the disease, that it is a disease, and, and what it was all about. Um, but growing up in, in a household like that, you have a tendency to, you know, you do things, you think you're helping, like you want to help, and so, and the, the things that you do, like, I mean, I, I, I used to do things like, um, you know, go to grocery store uh, for my mom. I mean, things that, that my mom probably should have been doing, you know, I was doing them. And then later on, after, you know, left home, got married and stuff, then same thing uh, with your dad. You know, there were things that he probably should have been Hold doing. <laughs> that he should have been doing. Okay. But I'm, okay. No, no, no. Hear what you say, man. He don't want me to put that out there. But what I was saying yeah, is that there were probably some yeah, things that he should have Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there were things that he probably, some things that he probably should have been doing that I was, you know, doing. And at that time, I didn't realize that, that there was a name for that. You know, when you guys are saying enabler, you know, some people probably don't even know what, what an enabler is. But I learned about that in those Al-Anon meetings. And that's why I said it was such a, you know, an eye-opener and an educational resource. You know, it really helped It helped me to get through, you know, uh, the situation. And I just hope that um, the information can help someone else, you know, and let the family members know that there is there there are resources out there and places that they can go for support and that can help them, you know, through this um, 
situation. Amen. Yeah, yeah, and and you know that's that's that was going to be my next question, but and you know I know you know one of the things that that we had talked about before, and uh, mom, you you, you stay close because I want you to touch on it because you know one of the things that you know uh, people who uh, begin to get help, family members in particular, who do begin to go and get help. You know, you were telling me how, um, you know, you, what your experience was when you first went to the uh, to to the support group, okay? Uh, and and, <laughs> yeah. and you know, and, and and let me and let me preface this by saying, you know, this is this going into my next question, and I okay. and I'll touch on some of the other stuff. I'll touch on some of the other stuff as we go on, but um, but but my next question basically is, you know, what. What are some options or resources for family members out there uh, that you that you guys know of that you, that you that you guys know of? Um, you may not have you don't have to like in Andy's case she may not have gone to to any of these support groups or you know for herself but you may have heard of but in mom's case you have actually uh, gone to these uh, support groups you know and some of the uh, resources that are out there you know of. Uh, and you have experience, and I want you to share a little bit of your experience, especially talk talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what uh, your experience was when you first went there. You can go ahead. Okay, looks like they looks like they, they, yes, uh, George, her her call dropped, but um. You know, uh, what well, about can, you, Annie? I can pick up. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to be honest with you, and you know you know this, uh, again, being a bit ignorant about it all, I felt like it was your problem. Uh, in the beginning, I felt some kind of way, uh, a little bit of bitterness even to when you brought up that, hey, maybe you need to go check out a, um, a Al-Anon meeting, and this is for the family. And even then, I was resistant because I felt like it was your problem, and you should have had it fixed before you came and asked my hand in marriage. And so I had um, a lot of bitterness because I felt like there's there's enough to, for me to deal with uh, on the merit of getting married all by itself. You know, uh, being married is is a job in and of itself. It's three, four jobs, as a matter of fact. So I was bitter, and I didn't like that you that you put that on me. And so coming from that, um, I did not want to go to any of the meetings, and I didn't. Uh, I mean, I went to some of the meetings with you to support you, but I didn't go to any of the family meetings. Uh, I did do my research and uh, online and read some books, and, of course, through um, my my studies for my degree, I, I learned some things. My My reliance, however, was more on the Lord. I leaned more on God giving me the the divine education and divine understanding of how to cope with some of the things that I was dealing with internally and uh, also how to cope with uh, being married to a recovering addict. But there are definitely so many resources out there. Now, that's just my story. And um, and it, you know is not for it, there may be someone out there who may want to do 
and go and be more active. But um, Naranon is another family group. And there's also codependent anonymous because there is a codependency that does happen within the, uh, the family dynamic. And even friends, you know, any kind of relationship that an, an addict has, there is that codependency that goes on within uh, a relationship with a uh, recovering or an active addict. And, um, and you can find all these online so that you can find one near you. There's one also that I thought was really important is adult children of alcoholics. Um, again, as I was saying, even when we grow up, when children grow up out of the uh, active or recovering addict's home and they move on with their own own lives and own own selves, they still there is still a uh, some process and some progress that needs to be made for their own internal healing and uh so the adult children of alcoholics they they can also learn from that as well uh, on how to cope some measures and some uh strategies and tactics and just being around other people who have gone through the same ordeal is uh enough to begin and to initiate that healing process to take it to the next level well um <clears throat> You know, I, I appreciate that um, you're sharing there, and you know, it's a shame that the uh, my uh, father and uh, my mother they they I think their car dropped. I'm not sure what happened, but you know, uh, I'm sure my mother would probably uh, totally agree with um, what you were saying because you know one of the things we were talking about you know um, the other day was how you know when she she said the same thing, you know, she went, she went into the support groups because, you know, one of the things that are out there for those who are, are listening, like um, my wife said, uh, and uh, Annie B said, you know, Minister Annie B just shared a couple of what's known as support groups. And, um, you know, these are, these are things that are out there for family members and loved ones to get help, to get what they're called support and um because as we said before this is a family uh they you know call it a family disease for a reason you know because it's a condition that 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 affects the family so so severely so you know and that's what we've been talking about so it's there's a need for family support you know for the family to get support yes. that's and right. that's right so you know um you may want to be a support for your loved one, but there comes a time where the family needs to go and get help. The family member yes. needs to go and get help because you can't do this. And sometimes to, to be better equipped, you may need some education. You may need uh, someone to come up there and, and help you to understand what you're dealing with, because how can you fight an enemy that you, you have no understanding on What's attacking your family? If you don't know what's attacking your family, yes, why right. your family, why your fam uh, member is, is is behaving the way he is? How can you begin to help them? And uh, I see that um, that my father and my mother have have, have um, returned back on. Uh, so so uh, Joyce B, do you want to jump on and share what was your experience when you first decided to go get help? Uh, and what was and what was your um, what was your experience? 
talking about the other day and you know for some people you know uh, it is it is a rude awakening because a lot of times people go in and you know the first thing you know people think that the um the Al-Anon meetings are for is for uh, people to go and to complain about you know their loved ones or the people who are who are using they think that hey well we're gonna get in here and, you know, we're going to be able to tell our woe is me stories and everybody's going to be able to understand, you know, hey, man, these people are putting us through, you know, and, right. you know, we need some other people to be able to understand what these people are putting us through. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How are we going to get these people to shape up? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they, they, right. they, you know, they are so, they, 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 mm-hmm. they need to get their act together, you know, and don't y'all know it and don't you, everybody come together and say, hey, man, hey, man, you know oh, what I mean? Right. But, you know, but but you know what ends up happening in these meetings is you get what you need to get, which is not a uh, um, you know a, a great uh, chorus of amens to yeah that that you know your your husband jacked up and my husband jacked up and boy we got it rough. No, that's not what mm-hmm. it's about. You know, mm-hmm. it's about finding out how uh, the family member can remain healthy. Right. Because what happens is. People don't understand that this that this uh, addiction uh, actually uh, causes family members to to uh, actually get into cycles, unhealthy cycles, um, and unhealthy behaviors uh, to practice unhealthy coping mechanisms. Uh, you know, people like we said. You know, that's why it's important to get education, to be prayed up, to pray, and to to, to rely on on God. Uh, because, you know, if you're not relying on God and you're not being educated on what's going on uh, with, your, with you, you and your spouse or you and your family member, um, basically you're trying to fight a battle uh, without power or knowledge. And, um, and so uh, it's very hard to do that. It's very hard to do that. And, um, you know, one of the things that, um, that, you, that you find in these uh, meetings 
is that um, the, the support groups is they help you to focus on you. Um, mm-hmm. We when we go when we go to when when the when the addict goes to his meeting, they cannot point the finger at their loved ones and their spouse, or they can't even really point the finger at say the person that you know may have molested them or the person that may have abused them in their past. You know, we can uh, talk about it, but we cannot uh, use that as a excuse to continue to use or drink. You understand? We have to focus on us. We can't we can't blame our spouses for you know making us drink. You know, she made me mad, so I went out and drank. You know, that's not gonna cut it in in in, in the meetings. You know, that's not gonna cut it. Yeah. Nor nor will know- cut it. Go ahead. I don't mean to interrupt. But what I was going to say is same thing with, um, you know, when you're truly being led, and as I said, I didn't go to any of the support groups, but I went straight to the Lord and asked him for help uh, for, for my coping. And it was the same thing, though. It was, okay, focusing on me, focusing on how am I, translating all of this what are the things that I could be doing different Um, things that uh, putting the spotlight back on me and the things that I could change for myself and when I did that and also he he the Lord showed me how to speak those things that are not as if they were so that it will come to being come to fruition that's the basis of our faith and um, so it was speaking that out into into the atmosphere so that the angels can take it and declare it. Now, I'm not going to try to bre- uh, preach over here, but I am <laughs> saying that it definitely is um, about each person working on themselves, not one person working on the other person. Um, and, I, and, and I did. I came into, the, came into it once I understood what was going on. I was like, okay, I got to fix this man. But really, I had, a, I had a huge, you know, tree in my eye while I was trying to pick out the splinter in his. And so, it, and it works. It works when, it, when you take the focus off of them and look back introspectively to your own self and fix, fix what's going on there. And then and allow the Lord to do that, and then also, of course, allowing the addict, the recovering addict, to uh, go through that process of looking at self as well, and um, and then coming back together, you know, you have more, you have a person who is more whole that we're that you're joining together instead of you know broken broken people. Because we're all broken, you know. We all have some issue. Nobody is perfect. Um, and I used to think I was perfect. I used to think I was real close to perfect. But God had to show me some of the things that I was doing that was unhealthy for even His own uh, His recovery. So thank you for allowing me to interrupt. No, uh, no, that was great. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to say, uh, Lloyd Senior? Uh, actually, I do. Um, I want to apologize. For, I want to apologize that my phone went dead, and and also, um, you guys pretty much are stealing my thunder. And that is to say that 
you know, I want somebody that's who may be an enabler tonight to to listen to this. Everything's what everybody's saying is absolutely true because you have to take the spotlight off of the addict or the user and put it on yourself because listen to this. Actually, and I've said this before, you can become addicted to people. That's right. Okay? So you can actually become the addict because you mm. are you are you are focusing in it trying to fix other people, you know, when you're hurting yourself. And That's the way right. and the way you and, and the way you cope with with your pain or whatever, you try to fix other people. You become addicted. The person becomes that drug or that that whatever you know your vice is. That per, you can you you again you can become addicted to people. So you have to do what the what what uh, Minister B, Minister Annie and and George B is saying tonight. You have to go and get help for yourself because again I'll say. You are the addict if you look at it that way. So you have to go and get some help. Uh, uh, that's uh, I, th- I think that's really important, I, I, and, and I really wanted somebody to hear that, not hear that, hear that tonight, and I, uh, so I'm glad that I got an opportunity to just um, uh, put that in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, uh, and I and I agree with what you're saying about people becoming – uh, they become dependent on uh, the, the, that feeling that people get from being the one in the relationship who uh, is the fixer, you know. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and, and you know uh, what happens is what happens is people the begin to complex. find their, their yeah, and they they, they 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 begin to become the savior in the relationship, and they feel their worth, they feel their purpose, yes. they feel their uh, esteem, identity. you know, yeah. uh, the identity and all of that stuff is wrapped up into being the one who puts out mm-hmm. the fires for the, yeah. you know, the, the, the person who's, you know, doesn't have yeah. their stuff together. And so what happens count- is a lot of times, I'm about to touch on it, I think. Uh, um, okay, what happens is a lot of times is when that person begins to get clean, uh, the 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 person who was the savior doesn't know what to do or how to act. Yes. And oh, yeah. they will begin they will begin to do things to sabotage sabotage. Yes. The, to sabotage the, the recovery of the person who is in new, newly uh, in the process of, of healing. Because they have Absolutely. gotten so used to that person being uh uh, uh in need and them. Yeah, broken yeah. and needing them yeah. um to the point to where if they're not doing that anymore, what you know, they don't know how to behave. They Absolutely. don't know what to do, uh, and it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable yeah. to see that person begin to get better. Yeah. And what happens is yeah. um, they, a cycle be, begins to uh, to play out where the person will yeah. begin to do little things and behave in certain ways that yeah. uh, you know may even begin to pick fights or press buttons. You know. Uh, yes. Do do just do things that will cause the other person yes. to come off of their square, so to speak. Yes. Um, but um, you know that, that these are things that that people that you learn about uh, yes. and learn how to identify 
when you go to places where people are uh, uh, are talking about this thing and understand the process. Uh, and support groups are, are a lot of times where you find people and resources where you can get the understanding that you need to be equipped to handle what's going on. Yeah. Because like like we were saying, you know, we, we all need help sometimes, you know, um, and – that's why we that's why we're doing this show. It's not to try to point the finger at anybody. Um, you know, it's not to try to blame anybody because one of the things that that we want to share tonight is that cuz we 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 brought up some 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 uh, terms, some terminology that people may not understand. We talked about enablers, we talked about codependent uh codependency. You know, these are terms that you might not know. But what we can say is that what happens is a lot of times in our efforts to help our family members, sometimes we end up uh, doing more hurt uh, or more harm than good, more harm to ourselves and more harm to our family members because we don't yes. understand what is actually needed. Yes. Okay. You're not. So that's, that's why we say that's why the title of this is family get help or get help fam. Yeah. Go ahead. Somebody wanted to say something? No. Yeah, I wanted to say this, that it's important that you know that you can't fix them. You can't fix anybody but yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, could, I, yeah. I, I, I can't stress that enough. And what you were saying before, Lord, is so true. It's just like, like I said before, you are addicted. It's that person is your drug, and when you, and when that person, like you said before, Lord, when that person sober up, you no longer have that drug. Guess what? You go through the same withdrawals, you go through the same symptoms that 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 a person does coming off a of drug. I mean, really, it is, folks. So you yeah, know, yeah. Again, you know, I I, I I I will say this now, and I won't say anymore. Please don't go into it trying to fix. That person fix yourself, and mm-hmm. oftentimes, what, you, what you'll find out when you fix yourself up, because that person know their own garbage. Trust me, like I said in the beginning of this program, I know the garbage that I was putting out there. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. but you know, when you get yourself um, fixed, when you get yourself fixed, that person going to you know turn around. If they're committed to the relationship, and they're going to really want to, they're going to really want to work to see you healthy. They want to, they know you. Trust me. Trust me, guys. They know you are not healthy. They know it's not healthy for you to be lying for them, stealing for them. They know that. But you know, so so fix yourself, folks. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna get off the soapbox and, so, and I'm gonna let y'all so, so, professionals check it out. <laughs> no, no. But you know, honestly, honestly, guys, and I agree with all that's been said. We we got we got about a minute left, and then we're gonna go ahead and close out, but. If you don't get, take anything else away from us, what we're saying is there's help available for the family members yeah. and loved ones of those who are struggling with addiction. There are resources out there. Check us out on uh, Facebook. Uh, continue to tune into our show, and we'll be sharing more and more resources like that. Uh, and also uh, where you can find out about things such as doing your own moral inventory, you know, uh, learning to do your own more inventory, learning about the process of recovery because it doesn't happen overnight. So, and how to cope, how do you cope, you know, in, in, in the meantime, 
You know, these are things that, that, that we're trying to share. You know, how do you cope in the meantime when that person, uh, you know, is still uh, uh, exhibiting behavior that you don't like? You know, how do you focus on yourself? What part you play in it? You know, how do you stay healthy? These are things that we're mm-hmm. talking about. So continue to tune in. We thank you. Thank you to our guests. And we say God bless you to our listeners. And once again, we thank you for another uh, season. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. Good night. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.